right. Well, welcome to this episode of The Authentic Advisor, which discusses and debates the hot topics impacting business advisors globally. My name's James Mason. It's great to be joined today by Jack Edmonds, a senior manager from Crow UK, who's going to discuss his insights on the benefits of having a clear community purpose in the firm and some practical ways that they're doing this internally, including an involvement with the Mindship of Excellence program. So, Jack, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much, James. Good morning, or good morning, or good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, or good evening. Um, yeah, no, well, great to great to catch up with you, and looking forward to kicking around this topic. I I know we caught up in in Birmingham just last week, but uh, good to catch up virtually again. And uh, I, I thought a good place to start was just to hear a bit more about your background and the area of specialisation in Crow UK. I mean, most people come across the Crow brand, and I think in the UK now you're 100 partners, about 1,400 team members, uh, but yeah, interested in a bit more about your background in the area you, you specifically work in. No, definitely. I, I think I lose track of where we are nowadays. It seems that <laughs> we had our intake last week and another 30, 40 faces in the office. But um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm myself. So I've been at Crow for 12 years now. So I'm celebrating my 12 years. So I started off, um, came out as an 18-year-old, studied AIT and then ICI, became a chartered accountant. About, I think I qualified about eight, nine years ago. Then uh, John Dudley, who many of the Mindshop guys will know, uh, introduced me to Mindshop about seven and a half years ago um, and took to it like a, like a duck to water, I guess. Um, really enjoy it and use it both in my day-to-day work and personal life. Um, I suppose from a portfolio perspective and my sort of day-to-day work, um, obviously the stereotypical accountant, I guess. So I do have a portfolio of statutory accounts um, that returns. Um, tax work, etc. But a lot of that has sort of faded over the years, and I do a lot more retainer-based work, so quasi-FD, um, advisory, debt advisory, management account. So very focused on getting into the, the under the bonnet of a business. Um, and from my client style, it's mainly owner-managed, family-run businesses. So the sectors I work in, obviously being based in, in the Midlands in England, it's very manufacturing-focused. So manufacturing, but care providers, hauliers. Um, yeah, but mainly, I'd say that my sort of sweet spot is owner-managed, family-run businesses. Yeah, great. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of the mind shop tools sort of interweave with with all all the things that you do there, and I think it sort of fits your natural style of doing business, anyway, um, which is which is good to see. Um, and it was interesting when I was looking at the Crow website under the values that are put up there. It sort of outlines you know, how the firm cares, shares, invests, grows, as well as some of the great work the firm is doing um, with a group called Hands On around various in-person community projects and the like. So I was interested, I know, you know, again, you're working with lots of family-owned businesses and there's lots of great things, but, and you, you've been at Crow for a while now. So just interested in, you know, what are you doing by embracing a community purpose? Because I know there's so many firms, you know, talk about it, but it, it's, it's sort of breaking it down and seeing how other firms are doing it successfully. I think... The main one, going back to the principles point, I think I've been here 12 years now, so I think it's hard. I've never seen the other side. So as 18, I came out as an 18-year-old, um, so I've only ever worked at Crow. But I think we embrace the principles so that we care, we share, we invest, we grow. That is, it is everything that everybody does day to day. They invest in people, the community, which we'll come on to, um, and they genuinely care. So there is a... There is a community feel. We've grown significantly since I've been here, but we've been, been able to manage that culture, um, both internally and externally. So I suppose from an external point of view, I've, I've, there's two elements really. We've got the, the business element and the client side of things. 
So from that side, we run sort of three networks. They are focused in the main on uh, sector specifics. We have our manufacturing network, which is obviously based on manufacturers. We have our COFA network, which is around law firms. Um, then we have other stuff so, such as we specialize in academies and not-for-profits and have a lot of networks around those um, and specific sectors within, within the firm. We've also then got um, the community side where I know at the moment our sort of marketing team and our development team are looking at um, designing packages now where we'll get paid to go out and do volunteering work. Um, so that's ongoing at the moment, literally as we speak. But I also know we've done various stuff recently. So our London team did a project um, down in East London. And then our Midlands team recently, unfortunately, I was, I was, I was away on annual leave. But they went to Acorns Children's Hospice, uh, Hospice and they built, helped build some outside shelters. And I think there's about 50, 55 of them that went from the Midlands office and spent the day there helping in the community. Mm. No, it sounds, it sounds great. And, and, and how have the team embraced all of this and um, and how are people sort of allowed or allocated time to go and, and do that? Yeah, so, so at the moment, I think it's sort of they'll find a project and it gets offered to everybody. So the the admin team or the, the, the marketing team, the team who are, who are managing that project will send it out to everyone. So anyone from partners to, you know, the trainees that started last week, anyone's able to, if you're around, to go and help on that day. Um, on a specific project, so like the Acorns one. I think there was a, a building stuff, knocking things down, et cetera. So there was something for everyone if you didn't want to be too hands-on. Um, but yeah, the, the team embraced it really well. I think we we drive, it's, it's something we as a, specific to my team when we're looking at recruitment, are trying to find really driving in the recruitment process the, the person, their ethics, their cult, you know, what culture they want to be part of. So everyone is very helpful friendly cares for everyone it's, it's, it's the mind shop value to others and i think we, we try to recruit based on that and then when we have these sorts of projects you get a, a massive influx because everyone wants to get involved um yeah. and it, it, adding back there is i'll, I'll get on to when we discuss the the mind shop excellence later down the line but there's a specific example this year that really made me proud and and and, and for the reason for doing community purpose uh, but we'll, we'll get onto that when we discuss the uh yeah, yeah absolutely so you obviously got good leadership support in there it, so it's, it, there's no sort of you, you can you go on to sort of 10 15 different projects or is it uh it's just yeah. flexible or is there any specifics yeah, really, around that yeah no really flexible the, the guys are yeah but designing a specific um uh, model at the moment so I don't know the, the intricacies of it, but I know for the, the previous ones we've had, basically that an email will come out and if you want to get involved, get involved, you know, and they do really push it. So our managing partner, John, will send emails. Um, he sends a Friday email, what he calls Good Morning Crow. Now that came out of COVID. So we used to do it every morning while I was all working at home in the peak of lockdown. That's great. And, I think, and I think after sort of COVID, he sort of dropped it to one a week. Um, but within that, you see, he'll, he'll hammer home that, that we're doing all of these sort of bits. And and that is a very light touch, um, very friendly bit of jokes about what's going on in the office. It's not very formal. And I think that brings the culture together again and people see what's available. So he's always banging that drum along with our sort of marketing team and in, internal teams. Yeah, great. Well, it sounds like, again, everybody's aligned from, as I say, the, the, the CEO managing partner to, you know, as you're recruiting new people. And I think that's, you know, key to getting the pervasiveness of if you're pushing forward with some of the core value pieces and community purpose side of things, um, you, you've got to have it end to end. Yeah, definitely. I think I always, I always say I'd rather, 
I tried to recruit based. My, my principles are, which I think you shared uh, across the firm, is I care about others more than I care about myself. And if you recruit those sort of people, when you have a community drive, whether it be the business side, so you know, from a business side, we do all these free networks, we do budgeting events, we run free events with free advice. I think if you're in it for the right reasons and it's the mind shop's value to others, you get the benefit out of it as well personally. I find a big personal benefit of, of helping others. Um, and I think if we recruit and build a culture around that, it really adds value. Because I think sometimes businesses do this uh, this style of event just for branding, just for uh, marketing. Ticking a box. and Yeah, mm. and it is, and it's the SCR point. And uh, for me, um, yeah, if you, if you have a team that generally care for other people more than they care about themselves, this stuff becomes natural to everybody. Um, but again, that's a golden ticket, I guess. How do you how do you perfect that that recruitment process? Something I'm working on at the moment, but it's uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's leading by example with your own authentic style and and the fact that you live and breathe it is a, a key component. You're not sort of just ticking it on, ticking a box and putting out a marketing pamphlet that says this is our values and this is the community things that we do. And yep, okay, push that to one side. I think as you showed earlier, it's uh, a core of what you do and how you operate. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the key for Crow. When they changed the, the principles, the values to the fore, it made sense. And I think everyone went, we get this. Rather than people going here, oh, there's some cor- corporate um, corporate words that just mean nothing to anyone. Everyone sort of went, actually, four very simple words that were very powerful and, and everyone agreed, which which is strong. If you have if you have everyone working towards the same goal uh, with the same ethos and the same culture, it, it really does make a difference. Yeah, good good point. So you had one specific program that recently that related to the Mind Shop Excellence program with a client yeah. called uh, Coin a Drink, and so I'd be interested to tell us a bit more about how that was structured and and obviously working with the community, working with some students and the like, uh, and sort of fitted under this community purpose piece. Yeah, no, definitely. So we've we've done um we've done probably three or four um, Mind Shop Excellence over the last couple of years. Obviously, COVID got in the way of that. Um, the, the the most recent one was we t- we took twelve students from Warsaw Academy, um, which is an academy school up by not far from the office, and went to coin a drink. Uh, they're in the vending machine uh, sector, coffee um, and, and sort of light, light food goods. Um, that was really interesting. So their managing director, he's relatively new, family-owned business, but he's relatively new to the role. Um, and his um, main issue was about developing and retaining talent for the future. So they had quite an old, they have quite an old, workforce and they've been there 25 years and it's that you know the owner managers or small family businesses face that if you've got person x who's been there 25 years always done it that way how do you attract people to the market you know when you've got company and big companies out there you know the the teslas the apples or the googles there they they shine their marketing everywhere you know tiktok instagram all of the, the social so the youth of today and those that sort of 17 18 can see that and they, they may believe that it's an exciting place to work, but how does a small owner-managed business at the back end of Birmingham get cut through? Get cut mm. through. That's exactly that. So it was really, I think it was, I said to the team, you know, this problem that you're going to try and solve for this business is not just this business's problem. This is common across a number of sectors, every area in the UK, more than likely every small owner-managed business. Um, so no, that was it. Was it was a really good a really good choice or a really good problem to be yeah, resolved. 
So you, so you train them all on the first day on all the problem-solving yeah. tools and mind shop sort of simple strategy and, uh, you know, surveys and doing, uh, again, some of the problem-solving elements. And how did they go with that? That's really good. I think we always we always joke that the, the bell curve. So you have you know, at the 12, four that are exceptional or, or very interested, four that are, are interested, and then four that are more of a slow burn, I would say. Um, but, but <laughs> so actually, it's a poli- we, politically correct way of saying this is you know, up the back with their arms crossed. So. <laughs> to, to be fair, they weren't, they weren't too bad, actually. I think we, previous years we've had some that were just disinterested. This year was really, really good. Um, and even before, you know, all of a sudden they... they picked it up quite quickly but yeah day one is very much going through the mind shop process some of the mind shop tools um, and trying to just give them some real life situations put it put themselves in the situation um and learning those basics before we sort of kicked off really on day two where they went out and discussed this with all of the you know anyone from the md down to the drivers of the vans that are replenishing goods down to warehouse staff they spoke to everybody in that business <laughs> Probably fifty times by the sound of it. By the time we left, I think I think the the corner drink team were more tired um, by the end of the week. <laughs> than the students were. Yeah, um, wow, it's really good. It was really yeah. interesting, I guess, to see their progression over the week. You know, these were only sort of sixteen, seventeen year olds, and they're probably quite nervous day one, day two, but all of a sudden day three, four, when they've been designing surveys, we've been assisting. You know, the, the mind shop. You know, the mind shop model five wires. It's very powerful. Um, and once you sort of explain it to people, and I'd question them and say, well, why is that? And then they'd get used to it. So by day three or four, I think the word why was thrown about about a million times <laughs> on the day, across the week, sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so they, really, they really embedded the, the, the tools and the questionings and the, and the listening, which was quite interesting, um, because I think sometimes they probably feel that they've just got to do a task. And actually, they were listening and trying to understand the problem by the end of the week. Yeah, acting almost, well, as I know, with the process as facilitators and, and consultants, uh, you know, mind mapping, uh, paradering the top issues, putting them into actions and, and really trying to, as you said, address the goal that they've been set at the start of the week. Um, so how, how did that all get pulled through towards the, the end with yeah. the the uh, final presentation where they had to put forward all their recommendations and suggestions? That was really good. Um, to be fair, that was also wrapped up, thankfully, by the Thursday, first thing Friday morning. So we just spent the Friday going through honing, um, presentation really um, and make sure that they got the key points in and, and the key recommendations to the team and actually the Cornedrick team were over the moon with the recommendations and and things outside of the box I think everyone listening to this podcast will go you know there's some key things that people can do but they really came up with some items that were outside of the box and as they are 16 17 coming to 18 if they're your target audience taking their advice is key um, mm. So they so any a couple of suggestions that jumped out to you in terms of what they what they put forward? Some of them were quite interesting. The usual TikTok videos, which was quite interesting, because some of the uh, the team in Corner Drink said they won't be uh, on TikTok. <laughs> not not the TikTok. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think driving more. I think socials they said is obviously very important and getting the brand out, um, but also going out to local colleges, local schools, local universities and explaining more rather than what they do, the processes in the background. So there's people, for example, the students who are quite involved in technology or when you break that down, very process driven. Now, Corner Drink, they've got the development, the development of the products. They've got the process of having to replenish goods out on site. So there's a lot to the business model. But if someone has a you know, mathematical brain, let's say, they can focus on a process. So how can they efficiently get 
person A, a driver I, to visit 50 places in one day and looking at that process. So, so rather than just saying, this is what we do, their, one of their recommendations was trying to break down, um, yeah, break down the processes underneath, so getting under the, under the bonnet of the business, explaining that to people. So how could a technology individual benefit corner drink? How could a marketing individual benefit corner drink? Rather than just saying, this is what we do, come and join mm. us. Yes. Breaking down actually what, what uh, I suppose, what skill sets would benefit and why. Uh, but doing that through, you know, going to events, going to local colleges um, and schools, um, which I don't think a lot of local firms do. I think they're probably a bit afraid of, I do it quite often, we go to schools to, to, to market ourselves. Um, but it's thinking outside the box. Not just, don't talk about yourself, talk about the process and how you can help, how your skill set would fit into the business, I think is really key. Yeah. Okay. So, what what were some of the things that um, I, I guess came as by way of benefits for those that were participants in the program, or um, or, or yourself? Some of the things that, that were found there. I think personally, one of the biggest things we had one of the girls <laughs> made the comment that I get quite often um, that you don't strike me as an accountant, um, which is quite <laughs> nice. Because what, I suppose what I mean by that is breaking down the, the barriers of of the accountancy industry as well and the advisory industry that. It's nice for them to see that that they're not we're not all stereotypical people that I think sometimes the the industry gets attached to. Um, so that was really positive. And one of the girls really wanted to be an accountant. Um, yeah, great. An, an accountant and an advisor, let's say, because it wasn't just a cane. And I think that she'd again got this perception of the industry. Didn't think she'd ever get into the industry. She shone. You know, day one, me and John Dudley who were taking part went. She is something very special um, to the point where after we, we, we had her in for a week. So she did an intern week with us um, oh, wow. just just to get her feel. And she loved it. And I think from a personal point of view and of that, my, my values, that that's the main reason for doing it. Yes, great benefits, corner drink. But for the for the children to open that up and see what, what the industry is all about. And then to be able to give someone an opportunity who had been knocked back quite a lot. And there's a couple of children that, some of the comments you hear that they've had over the years, that, you know, not good enough, won't make it. To give them the opportunity to put the confidence into them, you sort of sit mm. back, this is why I do this. Um, and yeah, so she was really enjoyed her internship week as well following that and said that she'll be applying for us next year. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, me and John were saying this, that for us, and we genuinely mean this, we had no intention of doing this week to yep. as a as a recruitment drive, this was to give back and to give people opportunities who would probably have not thought that they could have had them before. Um, yes. And to be able to do that, there's just, it's something inside me that just, it warms me up. And it's that rewarding nature to someone who wouldn't have got in can now, can now break in, hopefully yeah. um, do really well. So, but now I think they learned some tips, um, some tips and, and some tools really, like some of them we discussed I was helping one with the decision matrix about what he wanted to do at university. And I think they learned some life skills because we all know that the mind shop tools help individually as well, rather than from a, just a business perspective. So they learned some life skills that they can take out as they uh, go through their careers. Yeah. Great. No, oh, it sounds though, again, if we go back to where we started in, in pulling through a lot of those 
uh, not only the core values, but actually giving back to the community. I think you've ticked yeah. not only all those boxes, not that you're ticking the boxes, but I think it, it pulls through what you're authentically trying to give back. And as you said, if you're breaking down stereotypes, you've, the, I'm sure the business got a lot of value, the community's got a lot of value through the kids and and probably they've gone home and talked to their parents and and that's had a knock-on effect as well. And that's, as you said, not the reason why you're doing it, but it, it, that that's what I think m- most people would be looking for from a community purpose perspective, something that's got that uh, richer, deeper um, impact um, than just uh, again, you know, some of the, the the more simplified things that you can be doing. Agreed. And I think you know from what businesses can do to help is to have a varied range of of projects involved. So some people may be interested in providing um, support for the homeless. Some might want to do it for hospices. Someone might want to do it for you know cancer patients. So I think having a variety that appeals to a variety of people then as well. So it gives more scope. For people, um, you know, if it's something they're really passionate about in their personal lives and, and, and individually, they can then drive that through the work culture. And then, as a firm, you're giving back to a variety of, um, of of different people, different sectors. Yeah, great. So, any other tips you'd give for people looking to to go down this path um, and do a lot more? Um, yeah. I guess embrace a community purpose um, or you know get involved with March of Excellence or, or, or the like. Oh, yeah, the March of Excellence definitely. I think it's one of the most rewarding things we we've we ever do um so i've done it i think three times i've done it. i know as a firm we've done it um, a few more times i think just just going in with your eyes open um and just give it a go i think if you're an experienced mind shop facilitator and been around for years that you've got the skill set but also i was thinking about this this morning if you're if you're new to mind shop it's a it's a safe place the, the children don't know if you're making a mistake so <laughs> it's, a safe, it's a safe place to test and hone your skills as well um but again, I suppose I'd come back. One thing I would give if you are going to do is come back to the bell curve we discussed earlier. Like, don't you know? Some some children will be really really involved. Some middle ground, and some not so much. So it's just focusing on on, on those then. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it to everyone. Uh, it, it really uh, it's really positive experience. You are really giving back to the community, and you're also helping a client, a potential client. For me, it ticks every single box. Um, helping a client, helping the community, helping future accountants or future students get into a career they, they want to. Um, it really is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, mate, no, well, well, well put. And and I think uh, yeah, you've certainly hit on a lot of great points today in regard to you know, some of the good things Crow doing, what you're doing. And uh, I, I think from a community purpose perspective, you, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly shining through that it's uh, yeah, right throughout the whole firm. So really appreciate you sharing all your insights today. And I'm sure there's lots of practical things people could take away. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time and the opportunity. No worries. Th- thanks, mate. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thanks.